The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. And this is one of the bigger shows that we have in the offseason because the draft just happened. And we got to talk about the recap of how it went in terms of the draft prop bets, the changes into week one lines, win totals, etc. People already, more books are starting to post those things. People starting to place bets. I know my guy Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports is doing that. We're right in the middle of NBA and NHL playoffs. And we got the Kentucky Derby coming up and some rookie prop bets. So a lot to get to. We are presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for this here podcast, the Even Money Podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. You just use that code Even Money to get your 50% welcome bonus. That's 50%. He's the star at Fezzik Sports. This is what he does for a living. I'm just kind of along for the ride, the former NFL offensive lineman at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and on Instagram. Really excited to be joined once again, Steve, by our buddy Dave Mason from Bet Online. I love hearing your guys' high-level conversations, but also, Dave, we had to have you on for a bunch of reasons, including I saw all kinds of headlines about you know the books out in Vegas getting crushed on the draft. Is that true? Did the same thing happen with you guys? Yes, we got killed. Um, <laughs> it's mostly due to that the, the first pick in the draft. I mean, it, the NFL draft is always a challenge. I mean, it's one of the biggest challenges of the year. Um, you know, it's one of those events that if, if, you, if you break even, you're happy. You know, I've, I've been doing NFL draft for, uh, oof, probably 13 years, and more often than not, you get beat, and often you get beat pretty bad. Um, yeah, that, that number one pick, Baker Mayfield going number one, was a perfect example how hard it is to manage um, an event like the NFL draft. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're booking a game, you know, like the basketball game tonight, I mean, you're getting that information off the screen. You move it. You you see what other books are doing. You you, know, you see the sharp action coming in. You can offset that sharp action with so much public action. 
no big deal. Of course, you can get blasted on any game, but long, at the end of the week, whatever you're going you're gonna to be up. But this end, the, stuff like the NFL draft, I mean, like we for the number one pick, we were in the red for Baker Mayfield pretty much the whole time. But it, it was a small loss. It was nothing too bad, whatever. Um, but, you know, that morning, you know, tweets start going out that he's going to go number one. And people just start hammering it. And at that point, I think he was, I forget, probably like plus 175 to go one. Darnold was like minus 250 or something like that. So people just start hammering plus 175. And, you know, we dropped the odds of plus 150. They're hammering it, hammering it, hammering it all the way through. Um, now, it, the thing is, you know, our guys are booking so much different stuff. It, that, that happened in the morning when they're they're setting the they're they're opening the props odds on NBA, NHL, MLB, tennis, everything, everything, everything. So, you know, you got all these draft nuts out there who are paying attention to all these tweets, paying attention to all these rumors, guys like me, because I love the draft. And and they see something like that and they're they're beating us to the bunch pretty much. And and so many of these and it's such a huge event now that so many players are out there doing this that it makes it real hard to manage something like the NFL draft. And, and yeah, I mean, it was, you take away that prop and we probably would have had a small win. Um, but that probably, that was a, such a huge loss. I mean, put in perspective, um, our, our best prop was um, Bradley Chubb over four and a half. And we won a nice chunk of money, but our loss on that Baker Mayfield going number one was about five and a half times bigger than our win on Bradley Chubb going over four and a half. Wow. What about, what about, what else around the draft really? Is, is that why all the other books? Cause I thought I read where a lot of the other books really got hurt, Dave, by the Saquon Barkley going number two or Saquon Barkley going ahead of Josh Rosen was one that hurt people. Yes, that hurt us too. <laughs> that hurt us too, but not as bad as that number one. That number one was a doozy. And a lot of books, I think, took that number one down day of, which I don't think is a bad idea because too many strong rumors come in the day of the draft, but our guys left it open and good, you know, kudos to them. And they were able to get a lot of buyback later because a lot of like Josh Allen money came in later. So that got that exposure down some, but, but no, there, there were definitely some losers. Um, yeah, the one you mentioned, Saquon Barkley going number two, was a big loser, and and yeah, well, there's plenty of big losers. Um, what else was was a loser? Uh, off the top of my head, uh, I can't remember. I'm drawing a blank here, but but no, we had our, more than a fair share of losers. But it was just that Baker Mayfield going number one. That was just that you could add up all the losers in this one. It was still more than all of them combined. Yeah, that's it. So you say you usually just break even. So you just do it because you you know you want people to keep being in the routine of betting with you guys, and you can't take the chance of you know, hey, hey we're not doing the draft because we don't make money from it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's something players expect. You know what I mean? Um, you can win at it, but it is very difficult. Like I said, probably thirteen years. My thirteen draft, I, I think, definitely more losing years than winning years. Um, it's great for marketing. I, I work more on the marketing side of things rather than the risk management side of things. And um, I love it because it's, it, you know, we all know that NFL is our bread and butter. And after the Super Bowl, you know, so many betters just drop off, you know, you don't hear from them again until next August, September. So, 
this is a good opportunity to talk to those guys. And, and what you see is a lot of guys come back. They start redepositing, you know, and then they're all, you know, and then they stay through for another few weeks or a month or however long we can get them on the site. So that's why I like it. It's one of those things, okay, well, yeah, we might get kicked in the teeth a little bit, but, um, you know, our, our active numbers are going to go up. Our, our, our bread and butter guys, the NFL guys, are going to keep them happy. And, and it is such a huge event now. I mean, just when I started this stuff years ago, it was just, you know, all right, we put it up. We have some fun with it. And you take some action. Now, it's I mean, people are coming back. People are signing up specifically for the draft. I mean, it's it's taking on so much action. It's, it's a really, really big betting event. And like you said, you know, now Vegas is offering odds on it. You know, they, they used to not offer odds on this, but I, I think they recognize that, Hey, it's such a big event and there is a, there is a thirst out there for these odds. So let's put some numbers up, see what happens. Any, any other draft things that stand out to you before I, I see if Steve wants to ask you a draft question or two? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, we won some, we lost some. Like I said, that, that one prop was, was the kick in the teeth. But overall, the action is great. Again, I work on the marketing side, so I'm always looking more at the guys coming back. And the action was just through the roof. This year and last year, it seems like it really, really took off into a, a major betting event. Steve, what, what questions or thoughts do you have for Dave as it relates to the draft? You know, I'm going to talk about thoughts and the bookmaking process because I feel strongly I saw this movement on Mayfield, who was as high as 27 to 1, like a week before to go number one, and then he closes as, at minus 500. And I really think what's happening is that the normal bookmaking rules are really hurting the books. And the normal rules are hey, when there's going to be an event on the field, the closer we get to the day of the game, the sharper the number gets, it gets polished up. And I can take bigger limits. I can increase my limits that, that, that I'm booking. And if someone makes a big bet, I can make more modest adjustments because that line has been hammered into place. And it's the NFL. The NFL is very difficult to beat, so I can take bigger limits. Here's the problem. The NFL draft has nothing to do with the NFL and it has right. nothing to do with normal bookmaking, in my opinion. It is like a wrestling match between The Undertaker and John Cena. Someone's going to find out, especially the first pick and the second pick, who is going to be selected? That information is going to leak. And when it does, you can't follow the normal bookmaking. In my opinion, you've got to slash your limits to the bone, make them really small on the day of the game. And you've got to hit a point when whenever a sharp bets, instead of making a minus adjustment, you just got to say, hey, somebody just that I really respect just bet Mayfield at even money. I'm going to minus 160. I don't care. You can play back the other side. Um, would you agree with everything I just said? Yeah, pretty much, especially, you know, you can't compare NFL managing a regular game to the NFL drive. There's just nothing like this drive. I mean, you know, we're, we're creating these odds. How we start creating these odds a month or two or three months early is, you know, going looking at mock drafts. I mean, you know, it's – it's mock drafts is such a guessing game. I mean, you, you can take the guy who has the best mock draft and he might get eight picks out of 32 correct – and that's what we're basing our opening odds are, you know, on some guy who who's 25 percent correct, you know. So it's just this the constant rumors. What rumor is right? Is it a smokescreen? And, and you add on that our guys got so much. I don't want to say better things to do, but stuff that's much more important at that time. You know, this NBA. Pro, if you had if we had a staff of 50 guys and two guys could be dedicated hundred percent of the NFL draft, sure, you could you could it would be a much better proposition for us, but that's just not the case, right? I mean these guys are hanging odds, baseball, MLB, uh, uh, every everything, right? Uh 
And so it's just so hard to keep up with that. Meanwhile, to counteract that, you have all these draft gurus and all these draft junkies that are paying attention to every rumor. And, and guys, like you said, the guys that have this infi- inside information and sharp stuff. And it's 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 tough, man. It, it really is tough to manage this NFL draft. But but it's but it's always a fun event, especially for the marketing side. Dave, a lesson for the betters who truly want to win, though, I think is is during an event such as the NFL draft, if you really are dedicated and want to get the best of it and get the money in and win, ignore MLB, ignore the NBA playoffs, because at most you're trying to find a line that's off by 15 cents. Some of these props, you look at the opener, there was one place in Vegas that opened who's going to get drafted first. Um, You had Rudolph from the Oklahoma State quarterback against um, Lamar Jackson Oh, and boy. it opened pick him. You could lay minus a dollar ten on Jackson. He closed minus a thousand. When right. are you ever going to find a baseball team that you can bet minus one ten that should be a ten to one favorite? No, I hear you, man. That, that's a, that's an example, and I guarantee that guy just got that off, made those odds off. I saw a couple mock drafts and had them power rankings that had them next to each other. You know. It, Lamar's a fifth-ranked quarterback. Mason Rubio's a sixth-ranked quarterback, and, and and there we go. And saw some rumor on Mason. It, it, it's 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 tough, man. You're going off rumors. You're going off mock drafts, and 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 you're really throwing a dart at the wall. I mean, God and Almighty, some of the books it's, it's in tough. Vegas, in my opinion, made a mistake where they. I think they, if they were making the selection, they would have taken Rudolph over Jackson. And it's an interesting perspective, and they may well be right, I might add. But it's irrelevant who you think is good. It's who's going to actually get selected. So you have to handicap the teams, not the players. No, no, you're 100% correct. So let's move on then, um, Dave. And and a couple things based on the draft. I, I guess my first question is, have you guys put your season win total numbers up yet? And... How much are they impacted by the draft? Uh, yeah, we were actually the first to open season win totals. Uh, so they have been up. Not a whole heck of a lot impacted by the draft. Um, not from uh, – I should kind of correct that. Not really from our standpoint. Uh, the, 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 the players aren't going to impact that number too much. But the betters – will impact it whereas a perfect example is the browns with the super bowl odds i mean and it seems to happen every dang year <laughs> the betters are enamored with what the browns did the, during the draft you know they always have some top picks and oh some big name guys are getting added and uh they bet the heck out of them and that that was the case this super bowl i mean our exposure on the browns right now to win the super bowl is three about i think like three times greater than the next uh, biggest exposure, which is the Vikings. Um, so because of that, that exposure gets so big, we will lower the odds on them. But it's not we're not saying, hey, the Browns had a great draft. We better lower the odds. No, it's more like the players pounding the heck out of the Browns because they thought they had such a great draft that they're that they're going to win the Super Bowl. So just more from a risk management. And that that's that's the case with the win totals as well. Um, you know, pl- players might be, a, think the team has a good draft and, and hit that side. And it, like I said, the, the second favorite, uh, second most popular win totals is once again, the Browns Browns over four and 
and a half. Uh, we're exposed pretty big on that. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of a yes. The odds are impacted, but it's they're more impacted because of the betters like a like what a team did in a draft, and we're starting to get exposed on that. If that make any sense there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that does. How much disparity do you see between like Bet Online and some of the other ones that start to put it up, or are they usually pretty similar? You know, Bet Online originates, so they put up the numbers first. So as other books come in, there are modest adjustments. I'll say this: it's very difficult to be the first one to put the numbers up. The Cleveland Browns, I show Bet Online, put them up at four and a half. They won one game the last two years. The betters. The analytics betters love the Browns. They love the stats. That minus 28 turnover differential with Kaiser absolutely killed the Browns. So they were going to bet the Browns over four and a half and over five. I knew that was going to happen. So, Dave, I imagine you've got big liability on that. Not big liability, but some liability against your opener, right? No, absolutely. Yeah, the Browns, the Browns are our second biggest exposure. The biggest exposure is the Bengals by far over six and a half. We actually opened five and a half, but that's moved up to six and a half. So uh, the early betters pounced on that. Yeah, that, these are tough to open early. I mean, we, I think this is the first year we opened up. We originated the NFL uh, season win totals. And, uh, you know, the, the, that, that's the thing with these. You know, the public really doesn't bet these early. But the, the bets you're getting – is a lot of intelligent money, sharp guys. So it's tough to, you know, it's, it's really, it, when you open stuff this early, you know, you're talking five months before the season, whatever we are at, it, that money coming in isn't dumb money. So if you're off on something like this, plus if you're way off, you're off by a win or two. And then when you adjust later, when other books open and more action comes in, that, then you're open for some big middles and stuff. So that it's 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 really risky opening these early, but but they're you know it, we do it. So but as long as the Bengals don't go over and the Browns don't go over and uh, the Pats don't go over and the Raiders don't go under, those are our, by far our biggest exposures right now. So as long as you know, as long as we can chop a couple of those, we'll be happy. One more team I wanted to ask you about that the Miami Dolphins. And I think this shows how difficult it really can be that if you go back and look at the underlying stats for the Dolphins, you would conclude, ah, they're like a five win team. So you set their over under win at five and a half, but now you got a surly Jay Cutler departs and back comes Tannehill, who was having a great year at the end of 2016. I'm a huge believer. I don't really do many adjustments for the draft. It's critically important, but I just don't know who's going to pan out and who isn't. But whenever I get a team that had a quarterback that I didn't think much of and I think the t- and wasn't popular with the team and they replace it with a upgraded quarterback in team chemistry, that's a team I want to bet over. And I think that's why we're seeing money on the Dolphins over that five and a half and over six. Uh, yeah, no, he makes a good point. So we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of we action. We're actually exposed on the under, but there's just not a lot of action on them we have over five and a half at minus 200 right now but not a lot of interest on either the over or the under at this point so dave um my question is or one of my questions is right now do more people bet super bowl odds or are more people doing the season win totals because i know you know after the draft that the super bowl odds change a little bit as well yeah um super bowl by far um it's not even close. I mean, you can take every bet we've taken. You can add up all the bets we've taken on 
all of the season win totals and it won't equal our highest, probably top 16 um, individual bet counts for the top 16 teams. I mean, it, it, it's, it's far and away the Super Bowl. A lot, a lot of season win total. I mean, I, I think a season win total, there's, there's more handicapping involved. I think it's more geared to a, a sharper guy. Uh, more sitting down and crunching the numbers and looking at the the games and really figuring out you know that kind of stuff where where the Super Bowl it's easier point and click kind of bet you know oh my team's gonna be great next year or uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna bet five bucks on my team every year you know that kind of stuff with the Super Bowl so Super Bowl not even close and and Steve that's a we've talked about this every year but that's a that's a bad bet right I mean you're much better off hitting the season win total for your team or any team than doing the the 25 to 1, 12 to 1, whatever Super Bowl odds. Typically, the pros focus on the season wins, not the needle in the haystack type bets. But there are exceptions to the rule, certainly. Example in the NBA, and Dave, you might have a couple of these floating around. There's some people out there that have the Philadelphia 76ers at 75 to 1, not to win the title, but to win the East. So it does happen that you can find opportunities, but typically they're better as the season starts and something key changes in the makeup of a team and their overall power rating. Yeah, Any thoughts? Yeah, uh, just, just speaking of the Sixers, it's funny you bring them up because I was looking at our um, our odds to win the NBA championship and not only the East, but to, to, to win the title. They're really our only – big sweat that's a huge loss for everybody else is, is is a win or a very small loss so yeah no great point on the sixers um what about uh rookie prop bets dave because i've seen you know prop bets for offensive rookie of the year the uh number of starts for mayfield darnold allen you know the quarterbacks rushing yards for barkley touchdown yards i mean touchdowns for barkley do people hit the um, the rookie props at all? I don't know. We've ever talked about them really on the show. Yeah, um, not a whole lot. I mean, we just put up um, rookie of the year yesterday. Um, Sequan Barkley is the plus one fifty favorite. We put him. I think ours were first to hit the screen uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, you get a little action coming in as far as the matchups and that kind of stuff. You get a little. It's kind of like the season win totals. You get a little early on. The <laughs> stuff you do get in early on, it's kind of, uh, you know, it really gotta, raises your eyebrow. Um, but at the end of the day, people like betting close to the event. A lot of people don't like tying up their money that long. I mean, you're, t- you're talking about the, you know, the, some of the rookie head-to-heads or whatever. They're, they're not going to get graded until next January. So do people like holding their money up? I mean, if you if, you found good value, I say, heck yeah, you do it. And you can find great value in those kind of bets. But but the the, 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 the recreational guy, the guy we really want to bet those, really don't hold up a lot of money that long. But the, the sharp guy who thinks we are way to hell off doesn't mind holding his money up too much that long if, if, we're, if we're way off in odds. But but yeah, rookie, oh, rookie of the year went up yesterday, and there, there's some good value out there. I think a lot of good running backs there. Yeah. So, uh, Ronald Jones plus 30. Plus thirty three hundred, Royce Freeman plus eighteen hundred, Rashad Penny plus fourteen hundred. So there's some there's some good value out there, I believe. What about um, Steve? Have you hit any of the rookie prop bets? I know you usually look at props. 
Um, I will get to them. I'm still working on my season wins, and they're the ones that I'm firing on, one that I did hit big. I really think the Miami Dolphins, they always win six games. If you can win six games with Jay Cutler, you can win six games with Tannehill. That was one of my big bets against these openers. Got it. And then I do want to get your thoughts. And What's the latest? You mentioned the NBA. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts um, on the Kentucky Derby. Um, Dave, I know Steve's not a huge horse racing guy, and he's given his reasons out for that. But how do you guys usually do on the Derby? And when, I mean, is most of the action just right before post time? Yes. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's always a huge event. And, um, you know, again, I work for the marketing side of things, so I always kind of like to look my, – my metrics I'm looking at are how many people are coming to the site, signing up, or how many people are reactivating their accounts who might be dormant for a little bit. And it's it's one of those big events during the year, um, you know, top six or seven events that, that, that you know, you're, you're getting new signups and you're getting people reactivating, who depositing again, who haven't – deposited you know in a month or two or whatever so um the, the action's always good but yeah well the thing the thing with horse betting i mean you have odds in the sports book you know matchup props maybe odds to win and then you have most of the betting takes place in the race book you know the paramutual so that's where most of the action takes place in the race book um you know it but it always kind of tricky too because a lot of people don't know how to use the race book so there's always that kind of trying to educate them and then explaining to them afterwards that it's a paramutual. Yeah, it was plus 200 when you bet, but he went off at plus 150. So you're going to get paid the closing odds, not what you bet. And so it's always you know, just a little education you have to put out there to some of the recreational guys who really don't know how to bet horses. Um, so there's always that challenge. But no, it, it's a great event for action. It's it, And we always root that, that, that uh, the horse will win the Preakness because if, if – you know the the horse wins the first two legs, and that Belmont is just huge. If not, then then um, then then it's it's nowhere near as big. Yeah, I can imagine, Dave, because you're all you're you're the marketing. You're all about the action. That makes absolutely perfect sense. Well, Dave, we always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. There he is, Dave Mason from our dudes over at Bet Online. AG. Absolutely love those conversations. That was a long one, Steve. I, I guess the only other thing I wanted to ask you that I didn't already ask you while we were talking to Dave is just what what bets have you pulled the trigger on now that the draft is behind us and now that more and more people are putting up their season win tolls? I know you already talked about some of them. Yeah, so I'll just mention some of them that are still somewhat out there and available. I think the Dolphins over six wins, like I said, is a solid wager. I'm high on San Francisco. I played them over eight and a half wins. Um, wow. And I think that the Cleveland Browns, I don't like Hugh Jackson at all, but at some point, talent has to win out over subpar coaching. Five wins, sure. Give me the Browns over the five wins. Got it. All right. What about um, what about any NBA or NHL updates? I mean, we're right in the thick of it. He He touched on the Sixers a little bit. Um, we're recording this Wednesday at 12.15 Eastern. Any thoughts there? There is a real uncertainty in both conferences in terms of who should be favored to win the conference. Toronto and Philadelphia have been neck and neck in terms of what team should be favored. And, of course, Cleveland winning in Toronto 
further obscures the picture. So with that win by Cleveland, the Philadelphia 76ers at one time 75-1 to to win the East are now the number one favorite to win the East. Golden State, with Curry coming back, has become a solid favorite despite not having home court advantage. They're about a 2-1 to favorite to be to get there in the West versus Houston. This should be one of the most exciting NBA playoffs ever in the two conferences, Ross, because of the first time we've seen so much parity. When we get to the finals, I do think the West is going to beat the East. But going into the finals, this is a great NBA playoffs. Uh, can I give you my thoughts real quick on the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, go ahead. I'm a huge proponent of I hate playing into that house vigorous, that 20% household. Look to play head-to-head matchups, one horse against another, ideally a horse you like to beat a horse that you don't like, minus $1.10 or minus $1.15 even each side, sports betting pricing instead of that nasty paramutual pricing where you don't even know, as Dave mentioned, what your odds are going to be until after the race is over. That's the way pros attack a race like this. Same thing over under for how, what the winning uh, time will be for the winning horse, things like that. Steve, that was amazing. It always is. Now that I know what bets you have, I'll tell my buddies that bet all the time, many of whom, guys like Paul and Dominic, listen to this show, which is awesome. I love that my buddies listen to the Even Money podcast. They have already signed up at betonline.ag and use the promo code EVENMONEY to get the 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. So why not get that 50%? I mean, if you're going to be betting a lot, make sure you deposit a lot so you get a huge welcome bonus. Why not? It's awesome. Plus, they've got that state-of-the-art live betting software for pretty much everything. I wonder if you can bet the Kentucky Derby live when it's very clear which horse is in front or which horse is going to win. Probably not. But you do get a free $25 on your first live bet. Plus, they got those poker and casino bonuses You can bet any of these games tonight, NBA, my Sixers, tomorrow night, whatever you want. They are all in betting these games, essentially risk-free, if you go to betonline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus, which is pretty, pretty cool. Speaking of pretty cool, that'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. That was a big one. That was an awesome one. Really enjoyed it. Hope you guys did as well. We'll be back next week. We always are. This bad boy is year-round, and you can continue to make it so by making sure you take advantage of that betonline.ag offer. Why wouldn't you would be my question. That'll do it for the Even Money Podcast. Look, five stars for us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes rankings, whatever you call it. That's huge for us. Much, much appreciated, as are those of you that give us the retweets, on Twitter, the likes on Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, downloading it on multiple devices, all those things add up, and we really, really appreciate it. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Speaking of my Sixers, Bri, I went on the In the Key Podcast 
recently and talked a little NFL draft, but also talked about my high school hoops game and the Sixers with B.J. Armstrong and his co-host Gerald Brown on their new show, In the Key. They break down the latest news and happenings in the NBA playoffs. They get into music and entertainment as well. Check out In the Key every Thursday at Podcast One Sportsnet and Apple Podcast. Please remember to rate and review when you go over there.